Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Smack Talk podcast presented by SmartOutMoment.com. I am Tony Mango, and I am joined on this review by Sean Walker. No, I'm Tony Mango. Oh, shit, you are? All right, well, then you can introduce the rest of the people. Uh, we also have the leader of the Drew crew, Mr. Drew White. We take the wrestlers, and we make a fucking pay-per-view out of it. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I can't be bothered to do patents. <laughs> And the leader of the Mega Powers radio station, we have Mr. Mike Payton. He's fat! Bollocks. Speaking of that, by the way, a little spoiler for what we're going to talk about later on. Obviously, lots of spoilers. If you haven't watched NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, that's what we're going to be reviewing for this. And we're going to do it all in one big chunk instead of breaking it down match by match, which we usually do on the pay-per-view review points. But nonetheless... uh, Lots of things to talk about. One thing I want to throw out right now that uh, you throw in that little uh, he's fat thing. Chris Dace was not able to watch this. He's doing the 100th episode of the Dace Man Show. Go ahead, check that out on FamiliesAnonymous.com and Mega Powers Radio. And uh, he said, hearing what happened at the end of the night, the two fat guys staring at each other, it made him very happy and uh, as a fellow fat guy that he could get to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to go match by match, segment by segment here, and go in order and talk about all the things that happened at TNA, or not TNA, NXT, oh, it was a little TNA tonight, but uh, NXT TakeOver Unstoppable special event that they held on the WWE Network. You guys should know by now what they do with the TakeOver specials. They're basically their pay-per-views, and they are fucking awesome. I don't think they've had a bad one yet, and it's always like happens around a time period where the build-up to whatever the main roster pay-per-view is, like, very, very weak. Now, Payback wasn't bad. Actually, I disagree. The Elimination Chamber pay-per-view is looking good so far. I'm talking about Payback. But Payback is over. Yeah. It always happens right. around when the build-up is weak to a pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Not necessarily the one that's coming after this. But WWE's kind of going... Technicalities. Yeah, my specifications of the thing I was referring to... <laughs> No, Payback had a weak build and ended up being pretty, you know, good overall. We had some good matches on there, a couple weak points, you know, whatever. But NXT has, you know, a great build up for pretty much all their stuff and they always end up delivering. And hopefully WWE keeps this going. And with Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank going forward, maybe we can end up having like four good events. Who knows? But first match of the night was a number one contenders match. Tyler Breeze against Finn Balor. It was supposed to be also including Hideo Itami, but he suffered an arm injury a couple weeks back, and they did a little thing different on the pre-show. Instead of just saying that he wasn't going to be a part of the match and that's the end of it, they filmed like a little uh, pre-show like backstage footage kind of thing. It was in the parking lot, and they made it seem like somebody was from like the crowd, you know, one of the fans just took this footage with their cell phone, which of course much, much better quality than the cell phone footage ever would have been, but you know, suspension of disbelief. Well, unless they had an iPhone 6. Maybe. But I love how uh, with the Tough Enough videos, they keep telling everybody, like, you gotta change it to the horizontal view. Please don't do the vertical video. And it's like, in this one, not only did the guy have it horizontal, he had fucking HD quality. (laughs) But they did a little angle, it was that he got attacked, and that's why he wasn't going to be able to compete, and my favorite part about the whole thing was Kevin Owens just walking by and going, ugh, that's a shame. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny as fuck. So, of course, Triple Threat turns into a standard singles match, and the commentators were on point for this. They specifically brought up, hey, you know, maybe the people that would have been preparing for a Triple Threat kind of fucks them over, because... Triple threat matches are no disqualification. If you were planning on bending the rules a little bit, you can't do that anymore. You could get disqualified. You could count it out in this. It's a singles match. So I like that. Although I didn't like how they kept harping on the point of like, well, who's this going to benefit then? And I think it was Corey Graves was like, I think Tyler Breeze. And then it was like, well, then who do you think is going to benefit? And Corey's just kind of like, I already said Tyler Breeze, but nobody listens to me. <laughs> no, they definitely pushed that point way too much. It's actually one of the big notes I have of this match that almost attracted from it more than anything was the commentary. They just kept pushing that point. Oh, it was a triple threat, but now it's just a singles match. Mm-hmm. These guys got to be thrown completely off their game. Like they, they were preparing for like fucking baseball and all of a sudden they're playing basketball. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you mean that one type of match that they've been doing the most out of all these? They don't know how to do it anymore. Right. God, it's not like about they... the game. Yeah, they didn't change it up and go like, okay, you guys are going to wrestle a singles match. 
uh oh, but it's gonna be in fucking hell in a cell. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Um, but one of the things that I need to mention uh, off the top, I didn't expect to be writing as much about this when I did the live coverage, but everybody, I think, had new gear tonight, except for the main event people. And man, it looked so great on like you couldn't tell the difference that this was a developmental thing. Like it's just not developmental anymore. Tyler not even Reese. just the new gear, but the whole production of some of these entrances yeah. were were amazing. They're like WrestleMania quality entrances. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> literally I wrote that in the one thing. There's like they do this usually for WrestleMania, like people get new gear and stuff, but everybody just kind of went like, you know, I'm gonna take my standard ring tights and stuff like that, which aren't just you know black trunks or anything, but let's amp it up. Like Tyler Breeze has got the boas and the fucking feathers and all that other kind of shit. This time around, he's got, like, four or five women that come out dressed up in the similar outfits, doing the whole selfie thing. They made a big deal about Periscope, which I haven't checked Periscope out yet. I don't even know if that's, like, next tout or something. Seems like it. Anybody know anything about Periscope? I know stuff about telescopes. Nothing. Are you on about the thing that comes out of submarines? No, the new app. It's, like, it seems to be, like, another tout where you can have, like, videos through Twitter. But they so made a big deal about it on the pre-show that so, Tyler Breeze was going to be using Periscope no, for his no, entrance. And so ta- ta- well, Tout was more like like a Vine where you make a short video and put out there. The, the deal with Periscope seems that it's live broadcast, so it's more like a Ustream that you put through your Twitter. Huh. Eh, nothing I'll get into. But, you know, that's a good way for them to use the Tyler Breeze thing. I'm down for that. Having the women do it, you know, that was interesting too. And then Finn Balor, of course, has to step it up. He gets some... Uh, additions to his ring gear and the creepy uh, I don't know if it was like a, a prayer or like a I don't know like a chant or something like that but beforehand like some like demonic phrases and stuff like that made it all the better and damn it you know I said before people were overrating Finn Balor's entrance I still think the first time he did it it was overrated now shit best fucking entrance in WWE no, no, Tony. It's still There's overrated. Not that much different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he just they just put some spikes on him. That's it. They put spikes on him. They changed the lighting a little bit around. He's gotten better at like positioning himself right for the lighting and doing some yeah, different things good. on the way to the ring. The first time he basically no, he's just doing kept... the exact same motions. No, There's nothing yeah. different with the dance he does coming to the ring. I agree with Ben. This is exactly not a single thing different than what he did the first time he came out. Just with more body paint. Mm-hmm. Even that's a plus. That, that, that body paint was fucking freaky, though. The one on the back. That was oh, fucking the back epic. piece was amazing. I didn't even notice the ones he had on his legs at first. Like, terror marks or, like, what would be, scars or just, like, open, like, wounds. I thought that was interesting for, like, paint on someone. Yeah, the 3D design. It's pretty yeah. neat. Mm. I don't know. I was kind of hoping it was go for, like, just something completely new. Like, this was more mm-hmm. a modified version of the demon he already had. I thought he was going to debut, like, a completely new personality. Me too. I think he even said that, too, that he was going to do something different. Yeah, like, yeah. if he came out with something that was, like, more white or something that was, like, green. If he went for, like, green because he ha- seemed to have this, like, reptile, like, dragon-type thing going on. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what his outfit reminded me of. Um, I'm going to make an old-school shout-out here to Ricky Steamboat. He used to come out in a dragon outfit similar to that. The Steam. See, I didn't think necessarily, like, reptile. I thought more dragon, like, mm-hmm. the kind of shit that you would see, you know, with the, the fire shooting down and stuff. Not, like, the uh, the green reptile thing. But I do like that idea. I think that they should go with that. And they could do that, too. I mean, shit, they could do any color, and if they make it look badass enough, it's cool. But I like that. Uh, the fans, of course, went nuts over this. And uh, started chanting "Holy shit!" Which I thought there was a good part that was funny, where uh, in the front row from the camera side, there was this one guy and his little kid, and he was doing the earmuffs thing with his kid while chanting "Holy shit!" <laughs> it was like, "Don't listen to me chan- uh, chanting holy shit!" Don't you, know, you can't hear that? Like, but they had a really good back and forth match. I thought that they did a great job with making both of them seem like they could win. Fans got a little bit like anxious when Breeze hit the beauty shot. Um, one downside, though, I think, a case of overrating something, Finn Balor gets to the stage and he jumps off part of it and people are chanting, please don't die, and it's like, he's not that far off, Jesus Christ. No, no, that's not the issue I had with it. The issue I had with it 
He just did a simple jump. He didn't do like a crossbody. He didn't do anything special. With oh my it. god, you guys are so like fucking desensitized. That's still yeah, a cool stunt. No, it is cool, but it's not as cool as they were making. Oh, what is this? The crowd's supposed to just sit on their hands, be like, ah, oh, okay, that's cool. Eh, get back to the ring. That's a cool it, stunt. It, it is yeah. cool, but it, the height of it didn't look at all that high to me. It looked like this. It's not like he was jumping that up was on top a of the camera. That was a problem with the camera angle, and let's keep in mind this is a developmental not just for the wrestlers, but also for the crew. That is true. Mm-hmm. But see, no, I, I have no problem with him doing the spot. I have no problem with the fans being into it. Uh, this just reminds me of when you know we make fun of it for TNA. We got to make fun of it for WWE. When TNA fans will, you know, they'll say a clothesline, and it'll be like TNA, TNA. <laughs> no, this isn't that fucking amazing. Like Finn Balor did that, cool. You know, it helped the match. It made it seem like you know he's doing something a little bit different, but not the whole. Please don't die. Like he's not jumping from the fucking roof. <laughs> Give me a break, you know, dude. Any one of us jumping from that height very likely could kill ourselves. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, we're, not, we're not wrestlers. <laughs> no, it was not that high. Do not say that. I could fucking slip on the soap in the, sh- uh, the shower and kill myself. It's not <laughs> exactly. Gonna make it- He's also balancing on a very small ledge up there. He could very easily die. People don't want Finn Balor to die. Yeah, but you well, know what? Why don't we thing. just chant, please don't die when people do any move? He could die with a fucking punch to the head. <laughs> really can. But this he's up on a high ledge. I think it's overrating it. I think that it's just... If they would have been into it more, it wouldn't have stood out to me as something like, wait, what? Like, but I still liked it enough. You know, I mean, I liked this match. I thought it was good. Uh, glad that Finn Balor won. He should have, but... I still think it would have been kind of interesting to see Tyler Breeze against Kevin Owens. So, God, yeah. fucking wrestling fans. Nothing's ever fucking good enough. It, it, meanwhile, I'm sitting here talking about how I like the both entrances. I like the match. I like this. But one part's overrated a little bit, and nothing is good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. I forgot we have to be marks, and we have to enjoy everything TNA puts out now. <laughs> you, you mean we're, NXT? Or NXT. Jackass. Well. You gotta fucking sit there with a fucking smart-ass voice. At least get the right corporation. Oh, we gotta be smart about TNA as well. Hey, we did a TNA guy show up tonight. You know, we were just only a hundred episodes behind on that. We said a hundred episodes too soon that they were going away. Should have waited. I think it's an insult to call him a TNA guy too. He was a TNA guy. No, he's not. Yeah, so is Christian. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) now. No one knows regular like Joe for anything he did in TNA anymore. Well, wait, Maybe yeah. like the Kurt Angle thing, and that's it. Like people I, are going to call him a Ring of Honor guy, and at this point now, he's a WWE guy. Oh god, we're only calling him TNA guy instead of TNA and ROH guy. Nothing's ever good enough. Guys, no, he's an <laughs> it guy actually. But no, who's actually the most successful guy to go from TNA to the WWE? Because I don't know who anyone off the top of my head that that like started in TNA. I mean, WWE. Nobody really started in TNA. Everyone either started somewhere else and went to TNA. Well, no. Well, uh, not so much like, like ROH. Some. Like, no. Before they got to WWE, it wasn't like when RVD or uh, Kurt Angle, they left WWE to go to TNA. And when Christian came yeah, out. Yeah, even the to- early days, dude, was like fucking Jeff Jarrett. Like, fucking. Killings. Rhino. Like, those, those well, are guess- all like old WWE and WCW guys. That's a good point. I forgot that our truth was a two-time tour uh, champion there. I got someone. First Ken- go. champion was Ken Shamrock. <laughs> Somebody who started in w- and TNA, not ROH or anywhere else, Jesse Goddard. <laughs> started in Big Brother. <laughs> so let's say enough of TNA crap. Uh, what did you guys think of Tyler Breeze against Finn Balor? Excellent match. Yeah, guys came out there. They started the show as they should have. I actually thought it was kind of fishy that they were having this match start the show. I almost expected it to result in whoever won making the main event. But I guess that's a it's a nice little swerve of sorts. Uh, they went out there, had fantastic entrances, had a great match between each other, both demonstrating exactly who they are for the people who are seeing it for the first time. I had a friend with me who. Not a big wrestling fan, never saw NXT before, absolutely. And he was just, well, when I told him, like, dude, you got to sit, you got to watch this entrance, and he saw Tyler Breeze's, he was like, dude, that was awesome. I'm so glad you made me watch that. I'm like, no, dude, that, that wasn't even the guy I wanted you to watch. <laughs> it's like, they, he sees, like, Blake and Murphy's, and he's like, holy shit, they're like, zooming the camera in. It's <laughs> uh, yeah. 
awesome show between these two guys tonight. Um, whenever uh, I'm, I'm feeling like Kevin Owens is moving up, and I feel like Sami Zayn's not too far behind him, I think uh, Finn Balor is going to be the guy to carry this company over the next session, and I think it's going to be some good days. See, wait, so we're, I don't know if it was your way, but didn't one of you two believe uh, he was going to be one of the first ones to just be called up to roster as soon as? I think it was Wago. No, I still believe he's going to be called up this year. It doesn't mean he's not going to get a run before he goes up. Okay. For, like, the main title, at least? What? With the NXT title? Well, they don't have an Intercontinental title. Good point. But, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good match. I think every, the, the entrances, you know, the their attires. I, I've, I've never been a big fan of Tyler Breeches, but it's, it's slowly starting to grow on me. I did glow grow on me glow grow on me maybe it's just more so because of the boots things you have like the big fur things i just always to me i just think that's a little bit over the top and cheesy but i don't know it's growing on me now but not the match was good uh everything yeah it was a good opener and i'm actually kind of shocked that they didn't like do a three-way or insert into the main event but you know after seeing what happened later on it actually made sense they do it this way so It'll be interesting to see what they go, do go forward with this. Maybe they do a fatal, just a fatal four way at the next takeover, or just keep it to a triple threat and just have uh, Finn Balor face him at a just a regular NXT show. But uh, yeah, it's good for them. I'm sure. I'm, I've, I was actually kind of hoping Tyler Breeze won for the sole purpose of I think he kind of gets a bad rub down there because he very rarely wins on like main uh, shows for the most part, which is a little bit of a disappointment because he's a good talent. But who knows? Maybe his fortunes would change if he goes to the main roster. What what I saw of it, good entrances. Um, the the spot was all right from the top of the stage, and um, the coup de gras is still a stupid fucking move. But other than that, good match. Is that his? Uh, is that is that Finn Balor's finisher? Yeah, I don't even know the name of it. I, the coup I think de the, na- the name is cool though. I just I'm not a big. They fan always of said it when he did it. Yeah, well, I never pay attention to that. They, they, they just call it the uh, cl- the manimal claw or something. I don't know, but uh, oh, I enjoyed it. You sure they didn't just uh, when he was they're getting up to do the coup de gras? Which um, triple threat things is going to benefit? Gotta <laughs> 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 get one more in there. I still think Finn Balor needs a new finisher, or that could just be like a signature going into it. But I, I really don't buy that as a finisher for him. Like, he is a very talented guy. You don't guy. buy someone going off the top rope and landing with their two feet, driving into your midsection as a move <laughs> that could finish somebody off? No, it's a I good think, finishing move, but it just looks fucking... It comes across stupid. It's not even no, it's not even that. Finn Balor is a very talented guy. He's one of the best wrestlers they have in the company right now. I think that with him, he could do something even better than that. So, I like, if, listen, if it was just a normal person doing it, I, I would buy it, but this is Finn Balor, and you know he's amazing with it when it comes to his entrance, psychology. He's a very great wrestler. Talk about him like you've known him for fucking years. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just hey, I'm just saying he could do some good stuff, and I just think that he can, you know, do something better than that. That's all. No uh, personal stories of, you know, the times that you've shared with Finn Balor. Well, you know, I do have those connections with uh, Vince McMahon, so I do have a couple stories. Just one time when we were at Ireland, he just got so fucking drunk, and then he did uh, a fucking suplex off of the top of a stage, and it was even better than what he did out there tonight, so. So then they panned around to the crowd a little bit. They showed Stephanie McMahon and Hafthor Bjornsson? Yeah, some Nordic guy. He uh, he plays the mountain on Game of Thrones. He's an awesome yeah. dude. He's fucking humongous. And the, first thing, the first thing I thought of, though, of course, because it's a stupid fucking pun, I was like, Half Thor? That's fucking huge. <laughs> he looks like Full <laughs> Thor. <laughs> but that guy is fucking huge. I mean, his name is The Mountain because he's the size of a mountain. Right. Um, he's he's awesome on the show. And he's a huge wrestling fan. He's actually uh, tweeted out calling out Hulk Hogan before. <laughs> well, I think everyone's called out Hulk Hogan on Twitter before. So imagine if they could get that fucking guy to become a wrestler. Oh my fucking god! When Game of Thrones is done, I wouldn't be because he's a bodybuilder. He's into that kind of stuff. He might be looking for another profession. I think he would fit in quite well. You know, the fact that they pointed him out like that, I think that 
they, you know, they might, I don't know if it necessarily hinting, but, you know, they could always bring him back at some point. He was point. sitting next to Stephanie McMahon. That means, that's got to mean something. That's not just like, oh, we're in uh, Cleveland and here's this guy from yeah. Game of Thrones. I did not expect that. Like, he's sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And they paid out a little further and there's Stephanie. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I, I do think there's some deals going down there. I think I know what this is going to build up to. Uh, Stephanie doesn't want to fight Ronda Rousey, so she gets this guy to do it for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking half Thor against fucking Ronda Rousey. Russell Maybe the Media. only fucking guy that can actually face Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's true. She'd probably still kick his ass. Uh, makes us into our next match. Dana Brooke and Emma face off against Bailey and Charlotte. All four of them new ring gear. Emma's looks better than anything else she's ever worn. That mm-hmm. accentuates that she's like toned as all hell. She got rid of those stupid straps that went across her abs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Dana Brooke. And Charlotte is just so fucking good in the ring. Like, she's gotten so much better over this short amount of time period. Not that she was garbage or anything to begin with, but, you know, she went from being somebody who was talented, but clearly, you know, hadn't been wrestling, you know, too, too long, to somebody who's, like, so fluid in the ring and really just, like, she knows how to sell, she knows how to do odd things that, like, makes it look a little bit more realistic. You know, how, like, a lot of people, they're dying, uh, down with, like, the psychology, but you can still see that they're, like, waiting for somebody to hit them and stuff. She kind of figures out ways to make it seem like, well, oh, I missed, but I wasn't supposed to miss kind of a thing. She's got the uh, Ric Flair genes. The only thing she needs now is to learn how to uh, take a good uh, cut. <laughs> she needs to just start blading all over the place. Charlotte gets the win for her team, though, with natural selection. Charlotte and Bailey uh, win via pinfall there because of that. I I like this match, too. I mean, shit. Yeah, it was a good okay. It was a good match. The one thing that bothered me throughout the whole time when Dana Brooke was in the ring, whenever they showed her, like, one of her arms things were, was loose or, like, too big, and it hang, hung down to her side, and that bothered me so much. It was just a, That's just a little <laughs> thing that I noticed. But I didn't notice that. I noticed it. it. It annoyed the shit out of me, but... You wanted to just, like pin it real quick or something like yeah just like pin it really quickly or just like hey uh could you like uh put it up over your uh shoulder a little more cool thanks but yeah this is the first time i saw dana brooke you know i've been watching too much nxt recently and fuck she's she's got huge ass arms she's definitely in shape so i I don't necessarily know her in ring and i know she didn't get too much work out there tonight but she looked solid from what I saw. You know, the match was great. You know, three very talented other workers out there. So, yeah, it was a good match. I'm glad I actually took the time and watched it. It was better than anything WWE has put on their main roster recently. So, good for them. I think with Dana Brooks, you could tell that she's really new. Oh, it's like she's Alexa Bliss. She's shit, dude. She's mm-hmm. like the female Baron Corbin. Yeah. And even, like, on a non-wrestling capacity, like, she doesn't quite get yet that she just can't do the same pose eight times mm-hmm. <laughs> that drives me fucking crazy that stupid like, thing she does she like puts her arms up in the air and it's like uh, fucking nasty ass man arms yeah it's <laughs> like look at my arms look at my arms i'm gonna stop at the ramp and do it i'm gonna stop at the end of the ramp and do it then i'm gonna do it on the apron and then i'm gonna do it in the ring and then i'm gonna do it in the middle of the match and then it's like fuck, so what you're saying is like, she's doing the same thing caitlin did right i don't even remember yes. what the hell caitlin did no caitlin just had man arms so that's why i brought it up did Caitlyn have any kind of, like, poses? She oh, kind she of, was... like, just put her arms at her side and, like, smiled. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, casually walks to the ring. She's like, I'm Caitlyn. My real name's Celeste. <laughs> oh, I'm in section no, I need a boy. That wasn't her theme. I know. I wish it was, though. <laughs> Perfect with her. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I called it. Very, uh, very, very green. What were you going to say, Sean? I-, I called this on the payback predictions that this tag match was going to be a lot better than the other Divas tag match that was going to be on fucking payback card itself. Well, that's a very bold prediction there, Sean. Oh, I know. <laughs> Ooh, I'm such an ignorant cunt for Las for Vegas are going to be fucking calling you up soon. Get all your fucking hot scoops. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Don't be ignorant, though. So it's of uh, scoop, scoop, scoop. Fucking music, that guy. Winks, winks, winks. You're right, though. It was better than the tag match at payback. That fucking ain't was. And it's not as if the uh, payback match had a bunch of shitty wrestlers in it. They're good enough that they could have had a better match. It's mm-hmm. Like, whoever is responsible for fucking up the main roster, uh, I don't know what the hell they're doing, but why? 
Why are your developmental divas best? You fucking main event divas. And then, you know, somebody like Paige comes into the main event and, like, still ends up kind of sucking. Like, it's not their fault. It's definitely the fault of the fucking producers and stuff. Does Kevin Dunn have anything to do with NXT? No, thank fucking God. Maybe it's him. It's definitely him. It's him and Vince. It has to be. I'm looking up the wikis here. I'm trying to see what the times were in this match is. Um, the, the Divas on WWE, they only got six minutes on that pay-per-view, which is not enough time to tell a good story in a tag match of all fucking matches. I don't know how long it was for the NXT Divas, but I'm assuming it was at least ten minutes. Uh, for the tag team or the uh, main event? The, the one we're fucking talking about. Oh, well, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was ten minutes for, with uh, the tag match, at least. Well, we had a two-hour show, and the main event itself on the whole show started at around 9.30. So, we know it couldn't have been more than 15 minutes, just to balance out the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's probably, you know, a little bit more than six minutes, but not that much more. What if it was less? It was not. It wasn't less than six minutes. It was, it like was 30 seconds. <laughs> I don't think you it was 10 way. minutes. But Dana Brooke <laughs> came out, enjoyable. did her pose a couple times, and then they rang the bell. That was it. Mm-hmm. Was this the match... Um, was this the match when even Marie was after it, or was that the one... That was later on in the show. After Corbin. I think it was after that. It might have been after... Uh, I think it was like after the Murphy. tag match. Yeah. All right. Because that, that was so fucking awkward. What, showing Eva Marie? Why? Yeah. Well, she got up, did a blow kiss, and then the cameraman just would not get off her. That's probably because they told him He was like, she's blowing a kiss to me. <laughs> I know, if that was him, he probably would have fallen back like, oh my god, it's the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> so... Adding into the call right now, uh, joining us on the line, we've got Stephen Wago. Hey, Tony. Hi. <laughs> so, Wago, we talked a little bit about the first match of the night, Tyler Breeze and Finn Balor, and we're talking about the Divas tag match right now, but let's backtrack a little bit. What did you think about Breeze and Balor? I thought that was a solid opener. I, the fan, I, for starters, Tyler Breeze's entrance was awesome with the whole catwalk thing going on. Um, Finn Balor. I can't say enough about this guy. He is my ultimate man crush. Um, solid match, backwards and forwards, and it was perfect. It's exactly what you need for an opener, and it was a lot of fun. I'm The bright man won. I'm looking forward to seeing where Finn's going to fit in in the main event title picture, especially after the events of tonight. So it's all good in the hood. So, Wigo, one thing I want to point out. Uh, so is Finn Balor your equal to Peyton's uh, Roman Reigns? Yeah, pretty much. Like, as far as pro wrestling as a whole, right now he's probably my favorite. So what did you think about the Divas tag match then? I wasn't too into it personally. Um, With the fans the way they were tonight, every match seemed probably a couple levels better than it really was. Um, Given a normal environment, I don't think this would have gone over too well. It was solid. There was nothing offensive about it, but by no means was it a wrestling clinic. Any thoughts on Half Thor? Sorry, you want to repeat that? <laughs> the big ass fucking mountain man uh, sitting next to Stephanie McMahon. Um, kind of wanted to touch him, like just poke him a little. <laughs> sure, he's not the man crush. <laughs> I said touch him, not fuck him. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of people in the crowd again, they showed another shot of different people some of the most recently designed developmental people that they're going to be trying to make into stars. One girl in that is gorgeous. She is just my type. I don't know who the hell she is, but I'm going to be watching out for her. Um, crowd goes nuts for Uha Nation. Which, who, who, is the, who is the white guy in the suit? He looked I don't know who any of these people are. Um, I noticed they had one really untalented wrestler in the uh, crowd. I think her name's Eva Marie. Oh, she's, <laughs> she sucks. I'm, you know what? I think they dragged her out there just to... Sh- Hoping like she'll absorb some of the talent from the divas in the ring. <laughs> What's the next match? The next match was Rhino versus Baron Corbin. I gotta say, this is my least fa- favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. No surprises on that one. I enjoyed it. This kind of echoes my statement that I made earlier. A lot of these matches seemed a couple levels better than they should be because of how hot the crowd was. If this would have stunk out the joint, if it was in any normal pro wrestling environment or at least any normal WWE environment. Um, as far as a match quality goes, it was average to below average. It's a shame because it's probably Corbin's best match to date. I mean, as far as real matches go, and I'm not talking squash matches. Now, I thought it was interesting, though, that um, he was playing the heel, and I don't remember, I mean, I haven't been paying too much attention to a lot of NXT, you know, the past couple of weeks, but I don't remember him, like, really, really solidly turning heel. Did I miss I didn't, that? I didn't see him playing a heel. He, he never heel? really had a heel turn as much as they started doing a few vignettes and was just like, yo, you're heel. So he's definitely a heel. I mean, if you read some of the tweets he's been posting and seen some of the interviews he's done, he's definitely fallen into that role. Yeah, it seems like he's kind of acting like a dick, but well, well, he's in a spot that. with this where he was like about to get disqualified because he kept just attacking Rhino in the corner, and the refs like, "Yo, I'm gonna fucking disqualify you after a while," and he's like, "Fine, fine," and then like kicking him again and stuff like that. Like that's definitely a heel tactic. I think Stone Cold were... used to do it. They were smart to turn, they were smart to go with this direction with him because the more they exposed him and the longer matches he's going to have, the more and more the NXT fans are going to turn on him. They're particularly a smarky crowd. They like good wrestling, with a few exceptions. I mean, blue pants, but fucking okay, blue pants is awesome. Cor- Corbin doesn't have blue pants, so he's fucked. Blue pants. <laughs> Uh, about his cheeseburger. So, Peyton, you weren't too big on this match either. Nah, it was it was all right. It wasn't like like I'm gonna fucking like throw up from watching it or anything. But like, <laughs> these are two big oafy guys going in there. Um, Baron Corbin is not a guy they should have brought up to TV yet. I don't know why they're rushing this guy up there. He he has a look, and he can learn, and that's why you got him in with a guy like Rhino, who probably has a lot he could teach him. So it's positive that they're doing something like this. There was just no need to put it on the show. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Rhino. So, I mean, me neither, but I'm sure he has some wisdom he can pass on to the new talents. I mean, the I, appeal of seeing Rhino wrestle, like that doesn't happen for me, so it needs to be something on top of it. I kind of like Baron Corbin's potential. I think that he could go somewhere if he learns better, but again, he's not doing it really in the ring for me right now. So I really was just more interested in seeing if he could do the end of the age finisher, and that was it. <laughs> I can't believe this motherfucker is my one to watch this year. What, Baron Corbin? Yeah, can I have a repick? Nope. S- Here's the thing. I think Rhino gets a lot of shit that he doesn't deserve. I think he's a very capable guy in the ring. And the only reason that that there is to dislike him is is that he's past his prime at this point. But overall, I think he's a solid hand, and he's great to have in the NXT uh, developmental system. He's a guy they can keep strong against um, jobbers, and he can pass wisdom onto them. And then when it comes to going up against a more established guy like Corbin, he can put him over and teach him a few things along the way. I'm sure they've both gone to the back, and he's told him, hey, you fucked up on this, this, and this, but you did this well. And who doesn't like the goal? He does give a pretty good spear. Terrorists. Terrorists don't like the goal. I don't know. I thought it was a good match for the most part. Because the goal's an awesome finisher, and whoever doesn't like it is an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. So what... Like, uh, anything stand out to you, Drew, that you liked about it that we're not really hitting on? I don't know. It was, to me, it was constant pacing. It, like, you know, with big man matches, a time, it, they have a tendency to be really slow. They These guys just kept on moving and working, constant moving, constant moves all the time. And it was really hard. It wasn't like anything, like, out of the ordinary. It wasn't, like, nothing huge when it comes to moves. But they were still keeping up a fast pace, and the moves that they were doing were impressive for the most part. But with Baron Corbin's finisher... Uh, after when he did it to Bull Dempsey at the last takeover, I just because I had doubts going in that he'd be able to do it on him. I had, I didn't think that was going to be an issue with him doing it to Rhino, but I don't know. I just thought it was a good match overall. I mean, they were taking some 
nasty bumps for the most part. So I thought it was a good match just by that standpoint alone. They were fast. It was to the point, And they got a lot done in the amount of time they were given. So I have nothing to complain about the match. We had an interview backstage after this with Greg Hamilton, who I like, uh, by the way. I think he's a pretty good interviewer and everything. So um, even better than that, though, was uh, when he approaches Kevin Owens, he goes, I'm sorry uh, to bother you, Kevin, but I, you know, I'd like to get an interview. And he's like, but you did. He said, you're sorry to bother me, but then you did it anyway. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, didn't mean to bother you. Like, damn it. Owens, stop being awesome. Like, <laughs> Owens is very good at playing with, like, the broadcasters. I mean, when he had Renee Young, he made her redo her entire um, introduction for him just so she'd say that he won the championship, like, so, so many months on the day. Like, he'll fuck with them all the time. It's fantastic. He's so fucking good in, like, so many different things. Like, like goddamn, what a good asset that they have. But... Yeah, I'm hoping that when he gets called up to the main roster, it's a scenario where they're going to look past his body type mm-hmm. and look at the talent because he's clearly one of the best guys on the microphone there, and he just gets it. And that transitioned us into the NXT Tag Team Championship, Blake and Murphy, Against Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy. It's murky, Tony. Oh, murky would have been kicking some serious ass. But Blake and Murphy, they end up retaining through uh, some interference. Alexa Bliss turns heel and attacks Carmella. Aligns herself with Blake and Murphy. And there you go. We've got a trio against a trio now. And that adorable little uh, Alexa Bliss is now a heel. Yeah, I don't like her being a heel because I kind of just want to give her cupcakes and pat her on the head. <laughs> she's pretty adorable. Like, she really she's, is, though. Like, it's not, it's not even like, that's oh, a cute girl, adorable. It's more, she's just tiny and adorable and you just want to wrap her in bubble wrap so she doesn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that might be an advantage, though, for being heel. Like, she might be able to pull off the, like... You know how like annoying it is like, when like the the cute girl is like a complete bitch. <laughs> yeah, it could yep. work. Like she like smiles, and you're like, ah, damn! Like she's got such a cute smile. Why do I still feel like liking her when she's such a fucking bitch? <laughs> like, you know? Man, when she was just on top of the ramp though, with her arms being held up by those two things, um, all I could think to myself was. Get your hands off her, you filthy, untalented bastards. <laughs> as far as the match goes, it was an average tag team match. I guess they're dragging this out for a little longer. But my interest pretty much went like this. Oh, awesome, it's my favorite intro, it's Enzo and Cass. Eh, wonder if there's anything good on the internet. Oh, Alexa Bliss turn heel. Neat. Hmm. I like the match. Do you, do you reckon um, Enzo and Cass are going to be like the new... New Age Outlaws. I think they're going to be the first Enzo and Cass. I think they're going to end up being broken up before they become anything. I think it's clear and obvious that they're leading them towards demolition. (laughs) How often would that be? I think they should not split them up for at least a few years until Cass establishes himself more as a character. I think Enzo is going to be fine, at least from a character standpoint. He's so good on the microphone. But then you got Big Cass that is not bad by any means, but he's still getting there. I think give them a tag title run in, in the main roster well before you break them up. And of course, you got to make Colin Cassidy turn heel out of the two. Not necessarily. I kind of want to get behind him as a babyface. I do, but like, I think it makes a lot more sense to have the big guy be the one the that big turns guy. Out. Then again, yeah, like Titus O'Neil. Here's the scenario though with Enzo. He's so obnoxious from the way he talks, from the way he looks. Everything about him essentially screams heel. But he's that goddamn charismatic that he's over as a face. That's a good point, though. If he aligned himself with, like, a different big guy that wants to replace Colin Cassidy, maybe that would work. There's a million ways they can do go about splitting those two up, and I think the money in Cassis is a baby face, and Enzo can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's just that good, at least on the microphone. <laughs> what was, I'm expecting, like, some kind of a big point after that. He's that good on the microphone. <gasps> <laughs> See? Told you Waco does that shit. 
<laughs> He's gonna <gasps> spell it out for you. S A W. That's actually what I did. My microphone just cut out. Yeah. I was disappointed that they didn't win the titles, though. I hope that they win them pretty soon. They need to pull the trigger sooner than later because I'm losing interest. I've already lost interest on Blake and Murphy. Like they're just I, I don't get it. I didn't give a fuck when they I, had I, the I title. The hell was that hair that they had? Yeah, the pigtails. Like, who do you think you know. are, Kofi Kingston? <laughs> who do you think you are, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods? <laughs> <laughs> Let me uh, check with Cole. I'm not sure. Fucking <laughs> ginger beards. So, what else did you guys think about this match? Who uh, was supportive? Who was negative? I thought it was a good match. The negative was the result. God damn it. Eh, a little bit. I was actually a little disappointed, but if it leads to something, then I'm not going to complain about it. But if it's just a random... The crowd was definitely pissed off about it, too. Not like, you know, like, Dan Bryan losing and, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. But no, it's like every, I think everyone expected him to win. And people complain about predictability going into this, and hey, they surprise you with something, so... Yeah. You mean when the heels win, you're meant to boo? It's a novel concept. Eh, no one boos nowadays for heels. Yeah, the lines are blurred. Yeah, that just means they're a shit heel. Oh, so Kevin Owens is a shit heel, even though you're just praising him. In some respects, yes. Hmm. If Kevin you're Owens a good, if awesome. you're a good heel, you should have the fans booing you. Period. That's the only thing I like about Kevin Kevin Owens is he's such a dick. He reminds me of myself. <laughs> now, wrestling fans can be assholes, so it makes sense for them to like heels, though, because hey, this guy's an asshole too. I'm gonna root for the fucking asshole. Bum bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> Arby's is getting so many plugs on this fucking show. <laughs> You're welcome, Arby's. And our next match of the night, our second to last one, and really technically our last match, I guess you could say was the NXT Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defended against Becky Lynch, came out on top with a submission victory. Damn good match again. You know, these women in NXT, they really are fucking solid and uh, can't praise them enough. I was actually not too supportive of this match. I mean, not that I was down on it necessarily, but I didn't think that the two could really mesh that well together and that it could end up being just like some forgettable thing, you know, well, uh, you know, Becky Lynch loses because Sasha Banks needs somebody to beat, that kind of a thing. But Becky Lynch did a damn good job making it seem like she could actually end up winning the match. And there were good spots throughout the whole thing where they were working on each other's arms. Again, smart. Makes sense to do that in a fight. Only downside, I think, to this whole thing was um, one of the best spots that could have been really cool got it botched. And that was when Sasha just you know, did a suicide dive through the ropes and Becky was supposed to catch her, but she kind of only like half caught her while they fell down. And then she like very casually shoved her into the steps and it it could have been a lot better. And I was like, damn, that's a missed opportunity. That was a shame. But I thought this was a great match and uh, I'd be up for seeing another one between the two of them. Although I still kind of think that this is Bailey's to win. What do you guys think? I was very surprised by this match, and I give Becky Lynch all the credit in the world because I had zero faith in her. From what I've seen of her in tag matches and the few singles matches that I have with Becky Lynch, I didn't see anything in, sorry, with Bailey. I never saw anything in her. I always thought she was kind of mediocre and was only there as a way to basically give... Sasha Banks' opponents some way of getting one over on her by beating a subordinate. So, fantastic job. She definitely established herself tonight and has won me over as a fan. John, Peyton, Drew? Mm-hmm. Well, as somebody who was already a huge fan of Becky Lynch, can I just say, what the fuck is up with your hair, colored love? <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Change it back. But other than yeah, that, people changed their this, this like attire throughout this whole thing, and Sasha Banks changed a little bit up. But Becky Lynch was like, "Oh fuck you! I'm not changing my ring attire. I'm changing that and my hair. I'm going fucking carrot top mode." Yeah, she I, 
I think it was a good change for her. It sets her apart a lot better, and the jacket looked fucking sweet tonight. Mm-hmm. That whole look was great for her. I don't know what you're talking about. This is like something unique for her. Like with the red hair, she's just another redhead. She's another fucking Eva Marie that just like wiggles her head around like punk rock. Yeah, but it's, like, but it's, it's not red boring. though. It's ginger. Uh, it's like pure orange. Yeah. No, I liked, I'm, I liked I'm not saying hair. it was red it's, it's before. Really, it threw me it off the match, but it was red before. Now it actually sticks out into something special. It was, and, it's, it's, and it's not obnoxious okay. like Eva Marie's, where you look at her and go. Mm. You just don't like Eva Marie. <laughs> nah, nobody likes Eva Marie. Her hair really just pisses me off. With. I'm like a bull. I see a fucking red hair and want to just punch her in the face. Are you sure you can see red hair, though? It might be salmon hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you're disappointed with the hair, Sean, but what about yes, the rest of her look? But, but I, I, I love the look. I think I think her look was spot on. She's, she's, she's a very, a very attractive lady. And uh, she can give me a suplex anytime. Was it this match or was it another one where uh, the crowd was chanting suplex? City? Oh, it was it was this match. I thought it was this one. Yeah. yeah. No, it was during the Sami Zayn match after he did the um, whatever type of suplex they called that um, when he grabbed Kevin Owens' arms from behind. It was also they, on this match it. as well. Yeah, they did it a few times. Uh, I didn't hear it during this match, but oh well. <laughs> it was something that Becky did to Sasha, I think. It was a uh, underhook suplex. So it was, she did a suplex. It was really good. In the city. Very good. Oh, that reminds me too. I never refer, uh, noticed that they refer to uh, Cass's elbow drop as the Empire elbow drop. <laughs> it's like, that's kind of funny. But um, Hey, so... Samoa Joe's already tweeting that you can buy his new t-shirt. <laughs> 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 that didn't take long. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that he got to keep the name, but I'm sure we'll talk about more of that later. Yes, definitely. Um, Drew, I don't think I got your opinions about this. Was this a positive match for you? Yeah, it was a positive match. You know, whenever you give uh, these Eva's time, they always tend to uh, take advantage of it to the fullest, and they always end up putting on a great match. This is no exception. This they put on another great match. I wouldn't say this is on the same level of the Fatal Four Way or. Uh, Charlotte and uh, Bailey in the past, but this was still a great match for them. And overall, too bad. And, and you know, people say that you give Divas more time on the main roster, they'll put on mat- good matches, but they can't hold a candle to these ladies down in NXT right now. So, another props to these guys. You know, uh, not everyone could put on great matches. You know, women's wrestling back in the day didn't mean amount to much, and they're uh, making something out of it. So, uh, good for them. Peyton. It was a, just another Divas match that we're getting down there. It was great. It was good to see. It was two fresh opponents, really. It's, it's amazing that every single one of these women's matches that they have down there is good, and yet it's a different shakeup of women. Um, I, I like the changes both of them had to their outfits, especially Becky Lynch's. I mean, she came out with that jacket, which first off looked like Assassin's Creed, which was totally fucking awesome. That's what I thought of, too. I, I was expecting her to have, like, blades shoot out of her hands or something. <laughs> Um, but then she took it off and then she was doing this whole like steampunk thing where she had the goggles. I was like, oh, that's really cool too. Um, it, awesome. I'm glad she's found that character. Glad Sasha Banks retained as she should have. She's, she's the boss. She looked fantastic throughout this whole match. Um, I think one of my favorite parts was when she like grabbed her, uh, Becky Lynch's foot when she was going to kick her on the apron, threw her back and then just like twisted her arm and Becky Lynch's face just crashed right into the apron. Awesome. Fantastic match. Good job, ladies. And uh, it seems like Becky Lynch is a uh, baby face now. The crowd giving her a really warm response and the commentators being like, baby face! <laughs> they essentially did that. But that leads us into the final segment of the night. NXT Championship. Kevin Owens defends against Sami Zayn and it really wasn't a match, so to speak. It was more of a brawl. They uh, start the match off with Kevin Owens just leaving the ring, doing typical heel tactics of, like, I'm going to start when I want to and get under your skin, and they really didn't go back into the ring for the most part since then. Um, They had a little bit bit of a brawl on the outside where they were fighting, like, into the crowd, and it ends, essentially, with Kevin Owens doing a pop-up powerbomb to Sami Zayn on the ring apron and the referee stopping the match again. And Kevin Owens, of course, gets a couple more hits in, and... Surprise, surprise, who comes to make the save? William William Regal. 
Oh, William Regal did, yeah. Then he got fucking knocked out in a second. <laughs> but Samoa Joe, out of all people, and he comes out as Samoa Joe, which that surprised me more than anything else. Um, I don't know what's happening when it comes to this. I guess they agreed that he could keep the name kind of like CM Punk, but I really wouldn't have expected that, you know, especially after CM Punk, and especially because they're friends with each other. Like, I would think of anything that they would be like, well, this guy's tied to that guy. We got bit in the ass with CM Punk before. What's the chances that it's going to happen again? No, you're going to be fucking Solafool or whatever his role is. <laughs> Solafool Joe. <laughs> Falafel Joe. <laughs> I think Samoa Joe is an established enough a name that it's worth keeping. That's not for, a bad name. Plus, Kent, he, They didn't keep Kenta, though. For all you know, he signed the name over to them. He's winding down in his career. He doesn't have much left. I mean, he what's he going to do? Fucking go to Ring of Honor? Yeah, this is the pretty much the end-all, be-all for him. He ain't going to fucking TNA. Apparently, they haven't even got a TV deal anymore. <laughs> what a ridiculous company. Um, just to touch on the match, I was a little underwhelmed... And I don't. I've heard some people say they may have took this approach because of Sami Zayn's injury, but they got physical enough where they might as well have just had a fucking match. Mm-hmm. What they did wasn't bad by any stretch. Um, in fact, I was entertained. I just expected more. So I guess we're going to get a blow off later to this, or at least I hope so, because this whole every time Sami Zayn gets in there, he's getting killed thing. It's, they can't do it a third or fourth time. I imagine. There's going to be a third match and a blow-off at some point. Maybe on the main roster, maybe still on NXT, I'm not too sure. So, overall, what they did was fun, but underwhelmed. As far as Samoa Joe goes, I'm not sure if I enjoyed his debut or not. I don't know what I was going to expect, because I'd pretty much bought into the rumors that he was going to show up tonight. I kind of wish he got a bit physical with Kevin Owens, but... I suppose that's them just leaving you wanting more, so... Yeah. How do they blow this off? What kind of, like, a gimmick match? They'd have to do a gimmick match. Tables, lads, and chairs. Well, actually, they already have the cage music for their entrances. Let's put a cage in there. I, if they hadn't have done one so recently, I think these two would have been the perfect uh, guys to have an I-quit match with. Well, it will probably be a while before they do this blow-off thing. They could do an I Quit match, but... Because well, they wouldn't be able... Here's the thing. He's he's beaten Sami Zayn. He's never really pinned Sami Zayn. He's kicked the fuck out of him to the point the referees have had to get involved. Well, Sami can go ahead and say, you've never actually pinned me, so you're going to have to make me give up of my own free will. There's a story built in there. But... I mean, they could just have a no disqualification match and just let them fight it out. Last man standing. I'm so done with last man standing matches. That could work, though. Just be like, I, look, you don't even get the fuck up when we fight. And I'll be like, I'll get up this time, multiple times, when referee says nine. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, what did you think about this segment? What do you think is going on with Samoa Joe, too? Well, with the match itself, I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> there it is. That's, I'm going to say... struck me funny, sorry. <laughs> no, I heard it too. I just didn't want to say anything, but you went ahead anyway. Going into this match, because I, I honestly thought that they were going to cancel this match after uh, they announced that Sami Zayn injured. They were talking about him missing a lot of time. Uh, not a lot of time, but they were talking about him missing a few weeks from it. I was actually surprised that they actually went ahead with this. I thought that they were just going to do the triple threat in the beginning and that person later on faced Kevin Owens in the championship in the main event. So when I first saw this, I kind of assumed that they wouldn't be doing as much. But kind of like what Wago said, they still did a lot in this match, enough so that they could have just done an actual match. But it was still good, nothing really to complain about. And, you know, I guess we'll just lead to a blow off uh, match down the line, whether it be just these two or, you know, with Finn Balor and, other, and Samoa Joe in the mix of, uh, that's later to be determined, but uh, I'll be fine with seeing a third match between the two. You know, these two will put on great mat- quality matches no matter what they are given, so I have no worries about that. But when it comes to Samoa Joe, I was actually, uh, I remember back when the news came that Samoa Joe was leaving TNA, I was I was hoping that he'd come to WWE because I never got a chance to really watch his work, and I knew, you know, 
and this gives me the opportunity to do it. He shows up, the Samoa Joe name, spreads the shit out of me, had some weird-ass theme music that I was not quite expecting. I was expecting some hard-ass music, and I get a little bit of Jamaican on your, you know what I'm saying? So, overall, I what? enjoy what he did. I, I swear to God, it's like... it's All right, the, the first part of his music was pretty kick-ass. It was the typical... It was kind of a rip-off of his normal Godzilla theme that he has. The rest of it was a little on the funky side, but I don't think it was quite Jamaican. Okay, well, I, I, I guess it's so funky. <laughs> funky would have been a better word SOS, I'm gonna kill you. Buy my yeah. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we know what the outro is gonna be now. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of hoping Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens got a little physical, but uh, I honestly thought Samoa Joe would have came in as a heel. But, you know, it looks like he might be going the tweener or face route you know, more face right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was more uh, as a tweener going forward. So can't wait to see what he does. Can't wait to see, see what NXT holds and if he'll be shot up to the main roster sooner rather than later. Naturally interesting hearing what Payton says, because I know when we first talked about Joe, he, he was not a hack. Well, he wasn't a fan of the idea. Payton. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does that change your mind? What? Samoa Joe and WWE, is it okay now? Or are you still not a fan of it? Well, you see, Samoa Joe comes in and he's got about one-third of a chance of impressing me. Then he comes out when he comes out to Kevin Smith and Sami Zayn's match, and he has about one-tenth of a chance of impressing me after that match. But then he comes out with this stupid-ass music, and that cuts it in half. So he's only got about one-thirty-eighth percent of impressing me. But then... He comes out and he doesn't even do anything. Zenio has about one seventy-two seventh percent. Samoa Joe, you don't stand a chance, bro. Fat. <laughs> no, uh, actually, he's not fat anymore. Well, he's, he's still fat. Let's, let's not. He's, he's got moves. He's still pretty hefty there. He still oh. had to keep his shirt on. Why would he need to take his shirt off? Just run around backstage going, hey guys, why don't you turn the shirt off? I don't know. Kane does. Hey guys, this is my new body type. I'm, Kane, I'm quite lean yeah, now. Kane and Sam just walk around without their shirts on. So, I mean, like, <laughs> and Joe. Um, I, I'll sit back and watch it. I'll see what they got planned here. I can say at this much at least, one night has made Samoa Joe a bigger star and made me more interested in anything he's doing than six, seven, eight years he was in TNA. I said the same thing earlier. <laughs> like, that's sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't fair, really but... like Samoa Joe a whole lot. Like, I'm not a huge fan of him. In TNA, he wasn't even one of the guys that I wanted to see come to WWE. I'm glad he's in WWE, but, you know, there's a difference between somebody like, say, an Austin Aries that I really would have rather had seen in the mid-card of WWE and somebody like Samoa Joe where it's like, wow, that's kind of cool that he's in WWE now. But... I'm more interested in him now than if they would have been giving him every world title in TNA and every opportunity and, you know, him against Kurt Angle. It was like, the nah. Him against Kevin Owens. I'm like, I actually kind of want to see this. <laughs> it's like, I, I, mean, I want to I see a fucking muscle buster. Sassanir is still in TNA? Yes. That's disappointing. If you could classify still being in TNA or something. <laughs> I think True. it's unfair to say that his entire TNA run wasn't good. I mean, the first year and a half that he was in there was fucking sweet when he had the whole undefeated thing going on and he was busting people open and soaking his towel in their blood and wearing it out the next week. That shit was fun as hell. I, um, was I, I hope we get, obviously we're not going to get the whole blood and towel thing, but I hope we get more of that Samoa Joe in NXT. The one that carries a knife. <laughs> <laughs> No, that this was pre fucking Taz Samoa Joe. I do damn, like the Nation of Violence theme, though. Yeah, his theme song was fucking cool. That was the only good thing that came from it. Well, I hope he's Jamaican theme. I hope he's back to wearing the fucking Goldberg tights and not the stupid fucking boxer um, boxing shorts that he was wearing. The Wait, which ones? What? The Goldberg tights. You know how he has like the one color on one side, one color on the other. Yeah, no, I must not have paid that much attention though. The two that you like. The two color ones instead of the gladiator yeah. pants. Yeah, instead of the fucking stupid shit that he was wearing for Nation of Violence and then whatever he was wearing with Magnus and Oh god damn it, fuck TNA. <laughs> Sean, what do you think about this segment? What do you think about Samoa Joe going forward? I-, I thought this match was a lot better than the first one. Which is probably gonna 
I'm probably going to get kicked in the balls by a lot of people. But I actually... I don't think people in, care that much about it. I, 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 I hey, fucker, come here, let me kick you in the balls. You've said a lot worse things and got off scot-free, dude. Well, you know, different shades of black. But... <laughs> sorry. I apologize. Um, As you should. Yeah, you sound the, fucking sincere. The, the Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I'm, gl- I'm glad you kept the Samoa Joe name. And, uh, yeah, I wish they got physical in the ring, but, you know, Kevin Owens is a pussy. And uh, that's what makes him a great heel. Oh, there is one thing that I want to mention that pissed me off tonight on the commentary. He loves that title more than his family. Do you pay zero fucking attention to the Kevin Owens character? Whoever said that on commentary, go fuck yourself. I think it was the other white guy. I don't know their yeah. names. I know there's Corey Graves and then there's the creator wrestler. <laughs> creator wrestler. If you don't Sexton remember is. his name, you're probably referring to Rich Brennan then, of course. Yeah, I think it was him. What a fuck up. His entire character is he's an asshole, but he takes care of his family. Mm-hmm. Prick. Dick. You're just going to kick that guy in the balls, aren't you? <laughs> So, go around the table right now. What was your favorite thing of the night? What was your least favorite thing of the night? Payton? Mm, my favorite thing of the night would probably be either Finn Balor's entrance or... Yeah, I'll just go with Finn Balor's entrance. And my least favorite thing is probably going to be Baron Corbin. In general? Yeah, yeah just Baron Corbin. <laughs> I'm going to probably echo the same thing. Uh, Drew, what do you think? Highlight low point? Highlight will probably have to be. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Peyton. It'd have to be uh, the entrance of Finn Balor. The entrance. And my low point. Uh, this one's actually a little tougher because I actually like the Baron Corbin Rhino match. So I'm going to have to go with. Uh, I think we have to go with the uh, outcome of the uh, the tag team match for the championships. Right now, I, I'm not a fan of it, but if they go somewhere with it, then I'll be happy with it. But as of right now, I'm not a fan of how it ended. Should have just given him the titles. Fucking hell. John, what's your high point, low point? Uh, high point, anything what Becky Lynch does is, is always a high point for Sean. Uh, low point, it would be uh, the same as Drew's, uh, the outcome of the tag team match. Fuck Murky. My favorite thing on tonight's show was the main event scene. Not so much for the quality, but for the future. I'm just picturing what a Kevin Owens versus Samoa Joe match is going to look like, and it's going to be ugly. The good type of ugly. It's going to be physical, hard-hitting, and a hell of a lot of fun, and they did a great job setting that up tonight. As far as what I dislike the most on this show, it's a hard one because there wasn't anything bad on this show. It was just stuff that wasn't as good. The easy one's Baron Corbin versus Rhino. I wasn't a big fan of the Divas tag match, but just the inexperience of Corbin and Rhino being able to pull him into a better match. Ugh, I'm going to have to give it to those guys. Alrighty, guys. That is what we think about NXT TakeOver. Tell us what you thought about the old Unstoppable pay-per-view in the comments below. And uh, we are going to be reviewing everything else with uh, Elimination Chamber and the other stuff coming your way with WWE next week on Smack Talk. So stay tuned for that episode. For now, uh, we're just going to do some plugs. So, Payton? Well, if you enjoyed listening to us talk wrestling, listen to us talk all types of wrestling on blogtalkradio.com slash megapowersradio or megapowersradio.com. Mondays after Raw the most interactive post-raw experience out there. You can call, you can tweet, you can chat, and you can listen to us. It's all there. Go find it. It's all there. Drew? I will plug my Twitter, which is Drusive White, and my YouTube, which is Mick Freakin' Duncan. Go there and see nothing. Very enticing. Sean? Uh, this Friday, <coughs> this Friday, uh, there will be a Twitch stream over on my Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash Sean C1989. If you guys miss it, it will be over on my YouTube, which is youtube.com 
Forward slash Shaughnessy1989, where, yeah, we'll play games and talk shit and more shit and even more shit. And, uh, yeah, I want to change my low point. It's, um, it's the redheaded diva. There. there you go. That's a lot of shit there. I thought you were going to say you wanted to change your team name. <laughs> so your low point's Eva Murray? That's the one. All right. Way go. All right. So for all things that are rants from Wago, you can check out Wago Rants. Go to youtube.com slash Stephen Wago to find that. It's on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and wherever good podcasts are found. Also, check out Addicted to Anime over on megapowersradio.com. We are returning with Addicted to Anime. We've got a few shows in mind that we're going to be doing, such as Higurashi When They Cry and, um, shit, I can't remember the other one right now, Eden of the East. So we're going to have some new segments, a new host with Emily. It's going to be a lot of fun. And for more information on stuff that I'm doing, check out stephenwaygo.com and follow me on the Twitter at Steve Wago. Alrighty, guys, if you are listening to this on iTunes and Stitcher, make sure to subscribe to youtube.com slash smartoutmoment. If you're on YouTube, make sure to give us a review, rating, subscribe over on iTunes and Stitcher. Help us out there a little bit. Follow us on Facebook and twitter.com slash smartoutmoment. And follow everything else under a mango tree, such as fanboysanonymous.com and the All Talk Show, by going to those respective pages. That'll do us in for this episode, though. For everybody on the panel tonight, thank you guys for listening. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we're being counted out. 